You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Tim Nadale, talking. Happy December. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a terrific Christmas season, too. We are going to be celebrating one of my favorite movies of all time, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A movie I remember seeing in the theater, I think I was like maybe eight years old. One of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater, actually. I still remember to this day, you know, sitting there watching the screen just in, in awe and just, ah, uh, it's a great, great, great movie. Still is. I've seen it probably a hundred times. But I bring you two interviews for this episode. First one is going to be Joanna Cassidy. She played Dolores. Tomorrow's Friday, Eddie. You know what happens here on Friday? Fish special. My boss checks the books on Friday. And if I don't have that money I gave you back in the till, I'm going to lose my job. Don't bust a button, Dolores. You've only got one left. Fifty bucks? Where's the rest? And the second interview is the one and only Roger Rabbit himself, Charles Fleischer. Please, don't worry. Whatever you say, yes, ma'am, aye, aye, sir, okie dokie. So I really hope you guys dig this episode. Also, make sure to check us out online, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And also find us on Facebook and Twitter. All the links can be found on the website there. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoy yourself. Hope you guys have an amazing Christmas and a happy new year. Did you say that you're in New York City now? I am. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in New York? Well, I'm doing a series here called Odd Mom Out for uh, Bravo. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, it's great. It's comedy. It's very funny. So how's yeah. how's New York going? Is it nice getting nice and cold there now? It is. It is. It's very cold. <laughs> <laughs> matter of fact, I'm, yeah. Kind of, kind of suffering through it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't bring enough warm clothes, but I'm, I'm fixing that. <laughs> you know, you know, I was doing a lot of research last night, watching a lot of old YouTube videos of some of your past um, interviews and everything. You, you were on Johnny Carson quite a bit, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. How many times was it? Like, was. was it three or four times? Yeah, it was. It was four times. I, I loved being on his show. Yeah, I, I mean, could have been on more. I just didn't pursue it. I, I thought it would be a little awkward because he's, um, it would just have been awkward. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he was a great guy too. I've never had a chance to meet him, of course, but oh, he was incredible. Yeah, he was incredible. I mean, he was lovely to me. He yeah, was, I bet. Would not have been nicer. Yep, he was great. I was also I was also thinking about some of the past movies that I've seen of yours, you know, of course, Blade Runner and Roger Rabbit, and I thought how beautiful you were back then, and just recently I've seen, like, recent interviews with you now. You haven't changed too much. What is your secret? It's crazy. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> very nice of you to say. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
jeans. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not the not the washed kind. Um, although <laughs> I do wash my face, but um, no, I think I think eating right, exercising. Um, my mother taught me skincare when I was younger. You know, she said, "You, have, I mean, I'll always wash my face before I go to sleep. I mm-hmm. scrub my skin. You know, I I take very good care of it. It's it's that's important." <laughs> yeah, especially for what you do. For yeah. anybody, really, yeah. for men and women. I mean, I I see women who go to bed with their makeup on, and I'm horrified. Mm-hmm. I, I just I can't believe that they would do that. <laughs> it's really not good for your no. skin. Needs to breathe, you know, no matter what. And um, it just it's it's beautiful. It's fun. People relate to you differently. You know, when you take care of yourself, it's just a whole other energy. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah, yep, exactly. But, but I would imagine living in Montana, and <laughs> you'd have to wear an inordinate amount of sunblock and everything else to make things right there. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of sun here, a lot of cold, mm-hmm. and a lot of, yeah. a lot of extreme weather up here, that's for sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, tell me, I wanted to talk about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, how did you get the part of Dolores? I, I met with... Robert Zemeckis, and I, I had a reading with him. I met um, both he and Spielberg, and um, they had seen me in, I guess they had seen me in Under Fire uh, and uh, Blade Runner. I mean, I, I think, has, you know, I, I, I obviously read in such a way that Robert liked it, mm-hmm. so that, that tended to work, and, and I think... I I don't know beyond that why I got <laughs> I can't say. You definitely gave Dolores that attitude that she definitely needed for that movie, for that character to work. I, learned, I went to a professional makeup artist, mm-hmm. one of the old, late greats, and he taught me how to do 40s makeup. I did my own makeup. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Had a wonderful hair guy. I mean, all the makeup people were terrific. I just, you know, sometimes it's hard to sit in a chair. They had a lot of makeup to do on uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get in and out because they did a lot of hair stuff with me. It was a, it was a, a fall besides my own hair. And uh, sometimes I can get a little painstakingly long to sit in a chair. So mm-hmm. doing my own makeup was fun. Anyway. Now, tell me the truth. When you first started shooting or when you first read the script, did you really think it was going to turn out to be a, a good movie, honestly? Because it, it could have gone either way. You know, it's one of those movies where one thing, if they changed one thing about that movie, it could have been a huge flop. But luckily it wasn't. It was a major success. Did you ever have a moment where you thought, you know, what am I doing on this movie? I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I was quite happy to be in it. I didn't know how it was going to transcribe in it or translate into a, a major motion picture. I mean, I did and I didn't. It uh-huh. was such difficult working circumstances, you know, with all the special effects guys and, and you know, um, Charles Fleischer under the camera in a rabbit suit. I mean, if anybody had come to, come to the set, they really would have shot off. What are they making? <laughs> yeah, this is a very interesting undertaking here. What are we doing? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All those little animatronics controlling the plates and that bar scene, and yeah, yes, that... all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's difficult stuff. I 
that really did. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's got to be one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, that scene that you're involved with, with the bar scene with, you know, Judge Doom that comes in with the dip and the breaking mm-hmm. of the plates. And that scene had to have taken forever to, to shoot. Did it take that long to shoot? Oh, it did. It took a long time. Yeah. Of course. So much involved in that one. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the fake fighting with invisible animation that you guys didn't see, and what was it like watching Bob perform on Bob Hoskins perform with nothing there? Well, you know he's a major actor. Nothing ever stopped him. He was never. He was always in a good mood. He was always up and could do it a million times without even thinking twice about it. He was amazing. Yeah, he's one of my. He, he was one of my favorite actors of all times. It's a shame that we re- recently lost him. Well, we all have to go. That is true. Do you have any? Do you have it's any? Not a shame. It's, it's you know, he's left a body of work that is extraordinary. So no worries there. Do you have any uh, memories of working with Bob on the set? Anything you wanted to share about him? I well, I I mean, aside from the fact that we just had a blast working together it was it was just you know it was amazing working with him and it was every day was new he was exciting he was different he did the takes differently he, he just reacted so beautifully it was just a pleasure and what about a fondest memory of just the movie itself i mean did you have a favorite scene after watching the movie um i don't have a favorite scene i think all the animation is so fascinating and so extraordinary. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. You know, it's, really it's, don't. it's kind of hard to have a favorite scene in, in that kind of a movie. You know, it's to me, mm-hmm. they're all memorable in their own mm-hmm. way. What about as a kid? Did you have a favorite cartoon as a kid or favorite animated movie? I'm, I'm trying to think now because we used to go to the Saturday uh-huh. cartoons. Um, gosh, I Popeye, I guess, was one of my favorites. I was just watching that last night with my littlest one. She loves Popeye, too. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those that you don't, you know, hear about much anymore, but I love Popeye. Oh, I'll tell you which one I really love was the Roadrunner. Oh, yes. Good old Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah, that's always a classic. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, and, yeah, it's, I mean, that's still, that Popeye, they both still hold up today. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't watch many of the new animations in my household. We keep it, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50-year-old cartoons, and my girls all love it. Yeah, yeah. We, I have a tradition, actually, every Saturday morning, I have a tradition with my girls where I watch, like, an hour of older cartoons. And then, you know, kind of like what I did as a kid, watch these older cartoons, Uh and and then they can do whatever they want on the Saturday. But Yeah, it's just a nice thing that I think they'll remember when they get older. Plus, now cartoons nowadays, it's... It seems like it's all made for children with attention deficit problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They it mm-hmm. they're not, they're not they're not the same. The stories they're all just hodgepodge of crazy animation and just not the same anymore. No, no, it's not. It's too complicated for children. I it think is it's pushing them too fast. Yeah, yeah. They don't have a chance to mature and you know, grow naturally. It's everything so rushed. Their little minds are so filled with information. I, I don't know how they process it, quite honestly. Nope. I really don't. Nope. I can't even process it as a 35-year-old. <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very tough. I, 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 um, I don't have grandchildren, so I'm 
you know, I, I don't have to be overly concerned about it, except for the fact that they're going to be running my country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I have to be concerned from somebody, you know, that's scary to think uh, about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in my in my research last night, I I read. I don't know if this is true or not because you know what the internet. You know, you never know what's true. Were you really yes. up for the role of Wonder Woman before Linda Carter? I was. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean that could have been a game changer for you, but it's probably a good thing it didn't happen. You think because of typecasting, maybe? Oh. I think so. I think it would have been typecasting, but I don't think you would have gotten the Blade Runner role because of it. You know what I mean? I agree. And so, I agree. I, even though that would have been a huge role to do for those four years, mm-hmm. who knows what mm-hmm. it could have crippled your the rest of your career? Yes, it could have. And I, I think, yeah, I think people get stale in in that kind of monumental part. I mean, that was an. I won't say it was an. It's an iconic. It's again, it's an iconic role. But yeah. Uh, if I had my choice, I would, of course, choose Blade Runner to be in Oh, of, of course. Yeah, without a doubt. An amazing performance by you and everybody else in the movie, too. Yeah. Still one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. Mm-hmm. And working with Harrison Ford, oh my god. I mean, Harrison Ford is also one of my favorite actors, and that those scenes just, were probably just amazing to do. Yes, they were. They really were. And didn't you recently do something for the Blade Runner, like extended cut or something? What was that? Did you shoot well, some I new re-shot, scenes? Uh, yeah, at, at the twenty-five year mark, I reshot going through the glass. Okay, because it wasn't you I originally; totally, it was like a stunt double the first time, right? It was a stunt double. Yes, correct. No, okay, and that's it what was I thought. Just not happening. Yeah, it was, it was not good. So, what? Um, because well, she, I. I was telling somebody the other night that she, they threw that wig on her last moment. Wow. I mean, the last moment. They were digging in the chest of wigs, pulling one out for her. And I I couldn't believe it. But then my stuff was also last minute anyway. It was all last minute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in some respects it was understandable. But... Uh, it needed to be done because I was really sick and tired of people asking me over and over and over again, was that you? <laughs> you know, I think it's a little old. Yeah. Anyway. So now you can finally um, say yes after 30 years. Yeah. So I, I redid it and then I, there was another scene with me. It wasn't a scene actually. It was a photograph that Harrison pulled into. You know, okay. Yeah. Uh, when he's sitting in his room and he pulls into me lying on the on the, like a chaise lounge and it wasn't me. <laughs> and I just like I can't, you know, it's so clearly not me. Let's just while we're here, let's reshoot that. Yeah, too. that's awesome. <laughs> so we did. We 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 did everything. I mean, now I'm satisfied. I mean, not too many movies can do that. You know what I mean? To do so many retakes after so many years and pull it together and pull it together to where it actually yeah, works. It's, it's, it's seamless. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely seamless. You would not know that it was 25 years. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. That's pretty phenomenal. I mean, George Lucas has tried that with Star Wars and it did not work. But you, yeah. guys, you guys can pull it off. Yeah, we did. And I, I mean, I still have the costume and it all worked. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah. Now, you said you were working in New York right now on that show. Was there anything else that you were working on that you wanted to talk about? No, that's primary right now. Um, I, who knows what will happen from here? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some fires in the irons in the fire, and you never know what's going to happen with those. So I'm, yep. you know, I'm quite quite pleased with everything. Joanna, thank you so very much for coming on. We're going to take a quick break to hear what from our sponsor, and then you hear my interview with Charles Fleischer, also known as Roger Rabbit. I'll be right back. This is Corey Burton saying, you're listening to Tim Nidell on Saturday Morning Rewind. Brought to you by... Are you a fan of ducktails, gargoyles, or tailspin? Then boy, have I got a podcast for you. Hi, I'm Jason, host of DAF Radio. And I'm Matt, the co-host. Join us as we talk about these fan-favorite shows that you grew up with and meet the people that made them. Find us at DAFradio.net or in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, enjoy the afternoon. Dan? Charles. How are you? Good, man. How you doing today? Hold on, I'll check. <laughs> All right, let me know. Keep me updated. Uh, so far, things look good, but, you know, I don't like to judge things. Yeah, you, you, you never know. You're, get, you're getting pretty old, so you never know with your age. Well, no, it's just always a matter of how good it's going to get. <laughs> well, right, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time, so are you ready to get going? Okay, well, thank you. I guess that was it, man. I appreciate it. That's it. <laughs> So, in education, that have already taken up enough time. So that's it. Thank you. Good night. Uh, okay, how our, can I help you? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> so I, I wanted to start off. You know, first of all, I was I was eight years old when Roger Rabbit came out. Probably the first movie I remember seeing in the theater as a kid, and it probably made me who I am now. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, honestly. But well, are, you, are you in prison? Are you in prison at the time? Not anymore. They released me not too long ago. Well, right, then I'd say you're okay on the parole concept. <laughs> now, what was it like being such a part of such of an iconic character as Roger Rabbit? It uh, was and still is an uh, indication of a position that has brought me lots of pride and sufficient response from individuals who agree. How did you how did you get involved in, in Roger Rabbit? Bob Semetkis, the director, had seen me do my stand up and uh, called me in to help him audition the Eddie Valiant character. Oh really? Eddie Valiant. You know, and uh, after a couple of those they offered me the gig. That's amazing. I mean Robert Zemeckis you know, approaching you, that's a huge deal. He's a, he's an incredible director. Well, you know, it's not through his casting agent, but sure. Yeah. I've worked with him, I've worked with him many times. Yeah, yeah, I know that, yeah. Fellow Express, yeah. Yeah, it's always it's fun. It's always fun spotting you, you know, like in Back to the Future and the two scenes that you did there and, and then hearing your voice in Polar Express, Express is always fun, you know, like a Where's Waldo type of a thing. Well, my, also my face. They use my face. Oh, that's right. For the, and for also most of the elves. Uh, were a combination of my face and Steven Tyler's face. Really? That is amazing. Wow. 
That's a little scary. <laughs> well, <laughs> what your tolerance level is. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what about Roger's voice? How did you come to approach his voice, and how did you come up with his, his final sound? Just like any time you're comparing a character based on what they say and in this case, what he looked like. I mean, he wasn't a human being, so he couldn't talk like a human, and he couldn't be too high or too low because of his size. So, just kind of one of those magical conundrums. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is there a possibility I can hear his voice for a little bit? Please, see, but I could never do it here. <laughs> how, many, how many times a day do you still do that? If I would do that so many times a day, I don't think you'd be talking to me from a cell phone or from a padded. I don't think there's any daily routine where Roger's voice is brought forth. Yeah. I don't elicit it on my own. Yeah. That'd be a little crazy if you did. Well, you know, whatever works. It's just it's not going to do it for me. Yeah. And. I was watching the special features of the of the Blu-ray not too long ago, and you were in full rabbit costume while shooting Roger Rabbit. Correct. Uh, yeah, tell me. I mean, what, did you feel like you needed that to get into character, or were you just trying to be goofy, or, or all the above? Well, not to get into character, but every time as an actor that you were in a movie, you go to the set and then you put on your costume. It's just part of what you do. And uh, it just made sense. I would have a costume. Since my voice is being recorded live right there on the set, and I would rehearse right next to Bob, like I was actually there to be filmed. And um, it was good from a press point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and saw it and said, uh, I'll sort of go playing Roger Rabbit. It's not going to be very good. He doesn't look anything like a rabbit. <laughs> Amazing. What was the rest of the cast? What did the rest of the cast think of you about your crazy outfit? At first, Bob Hassan said it was nuts, but then he thanked me because it really uh, helped him a lot to associate oh. my yeah. voice with the character. Oh, very cool! Especially working with empty space. Yeah, no kidding. I, I was. Yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm surprised he did not get an Oscar nom for that. Yeah. Did you know anything about Gary Wolf's? Um, book before doing this, the Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Uh, well, when I found out I was doing it, I looked into it, but um, it wasn't relevant to the pursuit of my work. Yeah. What's I'm going to be at a uh, Comic-Con in Boston at the beginning of December with Gary. Oh, really? Yeah. Has he told you what he thought of your um, portrayal of his character? Oh, yes. He... Uh, Continuously praises me. I mean, who wouldn't? It's he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he seems like it. Yeah, it's a great book, even though it's very loosely based, you know, on the book itself. But yeah, terrific guy. <clears throat> now, while while filming it, Mel Blank did a few of his um, known characters for the for the movie. Did you get a chance to meet Mel Blank? Um, his son was there. Okay. I met him once uh, in a studio, but he was getting rather up there at that time. Yeah, that's right it's before he died. Yeah, but I know his work from, you know, on-camera work from Jack Benny. Mm-hmm. 
know, Mr. Sue, see, that she so Sue, I don't want that. So I knew him prior. And Speaking of prior, did you ever see me on the Richard Pryor show? You know, I, I think I have. It's been so long, though. Just Google my name and Richard Pryor and the words pet head. Okay. Yeah, I know I've seen a bunch of your stand-up before, but it's it's been a while. Well, there you go. I will check that out. I'll put that on our Facebook page. So, out of all the scenes in the movies, in the, in the movie itself, which one was the most difficult to shoot for you and the rest of the crew? I have no response for that. I consider things in terms of most difficult. Okay. That's a good answer. I'll take that answer. <laughs> And what about ad-libbing? Were they open? Were they open for you to ad-lib at all, or were you pretty much stuck to the strip script? Well, I came up with something that was relevant, you know, and I came out there in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. But you you couldn't like keep changing things because that's the match. Yeah, especially when Bob had to work with empty space. Exactly. And tell me about working with Bob. I mean, we just recently lost him. He recently recently passed away. What was he like? What was Bob like on set? He was just a great human character and a fantastic actor and just really warm and funny and theatrical man. And over the past couple of years, there's, there's been talks of a prequel or a sequel. I'm assuming since he's out of the picture, there wouldn't be a sequel, I would hope. Um, do you know anything about well, it? Could, it could still be a sequel, just wouldn't necessarily include a sequence with him. Yeah, exactly. They can move on with other characters or Roger and Jessica and, and maybe Herman or whatever. But is there still talks about anything else happening with Roger? Oh, there's always talk about it, but it's been, you know, over 25 years. So you do the last. Yeah. Yeah, well, Roger is one of the best unused characters in, in recent history that I can think of. Well, part of the problem, I think, is because it was owned by two different studios. Yeah, yep. Both Disney and Amblin, so... Yeah, I'm sure that's a... That was a factor, certainly. Yeah, of course, of course. When I was watching the the making of last night and recently, I didn't see um, Kathleen Turner on the set. Was she not on set when she recorded her lines? Uh, No, a lady named Betsy Brantley performed Jessica's lines at that time and then she was later replaced okay i see okay i also wanted to talk real quick about some of your live action roles yeah i'm a huge fan of a lot of your live action roles too i think the best one that i've seen is probably zodiac that is a creepy character you played on zodiac i'm very proud of that work yeah i mean that was amazing i was i was blown away i mean i knew you can act but i mean you gave a certain level of creepiness to that role and to that movie that wasn't there until you showed up. It was amazing. Yeah, David Fincher is uh, another amazing director. Yeah, what what's it yeah, like working with him? I mean, does he does he tell you certain things to get into character? What he's looking for? Or do you, does he let you do your own thing or what? Uh, it would be like asking me to describe what a tree looks like from the inside <laughs> to a raindrop to a raindrop in a hurricane. Yeah, it's impossible. That's what it'd be like. So I would just say, oh, well, I'd just say it's an extraordinary experience and a great privilege. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's a, It's a great movie and a great performance by everybody involved. 
And what else are you creating? I was actually a, uh, I was actually a voice in that movie as well. Uh, let's see, what uh, part would you have done? I'm trying to think. It's uh, I'm a character that calls into a television show, and I talk about having these really bad headaches. Okay. Nice. That was me as you know. I did not know that. That's why I told you, my brother. Scoop time, <laughs> scoop time. <laughs> what, what are you currently working on? Are you still doing a lot of your stand-up? Um, I stand up. I'm trying to get uh, something on television again, and I'm actually going to have uh, a show of some of my art on uh, the 15th of this month at a gallery here in Los Angeles. Nice. Do you know about my science paper? My science paper. You know, I I read a little bit. Yeah, tell me about that. I read a little bit about that. What's that about? It's about gamma ray bursts and the discovery I made. What was the discovery for people that don't know? Well, <laughs> don't know, you mean everybody? Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> I found that they're not random. It's on the Cornell University website if you wanted to, um, you know, give a link or something. Okay. If you can't find it, just let me know and I'll send you a link. I can definitely do that. It'll be great, yeah. I mean, what 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 don't you do? You know, you're discovering things about Sky science. And... I don't skydive. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, it's never too late to start. Well, not if you're a skydiving instructor. It may not be very dear to you. We just love to do this. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, all right, Charles. Was there anything else you wanted to plug? Any other performances or appearances? Or when was that? When was the convention that you're going to in December? Uh, it's in Boston. Do you know the dates of that one? Uh, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I, yeah, I can. I can find that myself, and I'll put that in the beginning of show notes so people can check that out. Because I know I would definitely love to meet you in person sometime. Definitely. So yeah, all right, Charles. Yeah, this has been great. Huge, huge, huge fan of all your work. Um, can I get you to close the podcast as Roger? Just say anything you want. Oh, sure. As Roger Rabbit or as Roger Corman? <laughs> Let's go with Roger Rabbit this time around. Maybe next time we'll do Roger Corman. Once again, Roger, I'm sorry, buddy, and let her know. If I go back to the draw, please keep it in with a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> That's going to do for this episode. Please remember to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and please, please, please leave an iTunes review. All those links can be found on my website at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I'll see you guys next time. Boy, what a great campsite. Yeah, here's more wood for the fire. Help, yeah, my balls are on fire. Run for the stream. Don't run. Here, let me wrap this around you. You okay? Lucky thing you were around, spirit. Lucky thing you didn't run. Remember, running only makes the fire worse. If your clothes catch fire, wrap yourself in a rug or blanket. And roll on the ground to smother the flames. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! <laughs>